I paid a visit last week to the more conservative side of Washington state. Upon arrival, I realized right away that there is a virus that is spreading from the western side of Washington state. It is the virus of leftism. And if we aren't careful, it is going to spread throughout the entire country. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. Today, we're talking about the virus that is more deadly than COVID, and that's leftism. So I was over in Spokane, Washington last week for a Conservative Ladies of Washington event. And as my friend Sonia, who lives over there, was driving us from the airport to our hotel, I noticed uh, that it's not quite as clean in downtown Spokane as it previously had been. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, how's the homeless situation looking over here? And she said, it's gotten really bad. It's really increased. We're, we have this tent city down the street and it's starting to infiltrate into the city. And of course, as we're having this conversation, as we're driving through downtown Spokane, you can see homeless people on the streets and, and walking around and more so than, than before, clearly not as bad as Seattle, but it's a sign of things to come. And my friend Kelly, who was also with us over there, she decided um, in that afternoon that she was going to go out for a walk along the Riverfront Trail, which is, if you haven't been to Spokane, they've got this whole riverfront park and there's this paved trail that goes along the riverfront and a lot of people use it for walking and bike riding and the electric scooters and whatnot. And so she was going to go out by herself and go for a jog. And she came back and she said, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. She comes back and she says, um, I saw so many homeless people. There were people sleeping under this bridge and there was someone sleeping in the grass over here. And there were people, homeless people kind of walking around and I just felt really unsafe. And there were no other, the trail wasn't very populated in the afternoon. So she came back and, and walked on the treadmill, but Spokane was kind of like one of our last cities where it's like, this is a safe place. You can go. And I've been over there where I'll, my teenagers will grab a scooter and they'll ride up to Dairy Queen and get some food and come back. And I feel totally safe with that. In fact, I'm just thinking back to, I was in Spokane, downtown Spokane in 2015. This was when Trump came to Spokane. He had just started running. It was May of 2015. And I was there working at a bodybuilding competition. And my son was with me. He must have been about 10 at the time. And I sent him down to I think I sent him to Mod Pizza with some money to go buy himself lunch. So here's my little 10 year old kid walking down the streets of Spokane, but it was that safe. And my son, you know, was very very capable of going from where we, you know, it wasn't that far. It was a block or so, but I wouldn't, you know, I certainly wouldn't today take a 10 year old out and send them down to go grab a pizza. Um, probably wouldn't even send my 15 year olds, um, who are my youngest. I probably wouldn't send them down the street in Spokane after, you know, what we experienced last week. But what it showed me is the policies that we're seeing in a city like Seattle are bleeding over into the more conservative parts of the state. And as we look at our nation as a whole, and we see conservatives fleeing these liberal areas like Western Washington, like California, like New York, going to places 
Texas, Florida, we see those people taking their policies with them. If you look at Texas as a perfect example, a lot of Californians have fled to Texas and they're taking their policies with them and they're voting like they voted in California. And slowly you're seeing that change the state of Texas. It's kind of scary what's going on there. It's not necessarily going to stay a conservative state. And that is because we have people from these liberal states and cities that are moving to more red states and they're bringing their liberal leftist policies with them and they're voting the same way they did in the state that they don't like anymore because it's been ruined by leftist policies. And this is this is the virus. Leftism is the virus. And what do we do about it? Well, first of all, we have got to stop compromising. Compromising is what has gotten us to this point in our nation where we don't even know, we can't even say what a woman is anymore because we've compromised and said, well, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So we're going to let this man who says he's a woman, we're going to let him compete as a female swimmer or a on the female track team. Or we're going to let this little boy in, I guess not a little boy, we're going to let this teenage boy in high school use the girl's bathroom because he says he identifies as a girl. And then he goes into the girl's bathroom and he rapes her. This is what our compromise has gotten us. And I was reading something on, I was reading something on Twitter the other day, and it's, it really is the perfect example of what is going on and how how we're compromising and what that looks like. And so this was a response to a tweet. I believe she was responding to Allie Beth Stuckey. I agree with what you're saying. And I agree that choosing pronouns is silly, but we need to pick our battles. Is this really something worth losing your job over? So Allie Beth was saying, you know, if you're at work, don't put your pronouns in your email signature. They can't fire you for not putting pronouns in your email signature or using pronouns on your Zoom meeting. That is uncon. They can't do that. <laughs> so yes, you do have a right not to do that. And as people who don't believe that you choose pronouns, we need to not play that game by saying, you know, it's kind of that, is this really the hill you want to die on? Well, I don't plan to die on any hill, but I also think we've got to stop saying, is this the hill you want to die on? At what point is it the battle to choose? Yes, this is a battle to choose. These pronoun things, while it may seem like, well, that's not really a big deal. You know, go ahead and put, you know, she, her in your email signature. It's not a big deal. What's it going to hurt? It's playing the game and it is allowing the left to dictate how our society is going to work. We saw this with say gay marriage. Gay people wanted to be able to marry their partners. And so we changed marriage to allow and legalize same-sex marriage. And then it has, I was going to say slowly, but if you look at it, I've, I don't know offhand what year same-sex marriage was legalized. It was the early 2000s, I believe. So let's say 20 years. Over 20 years, look at where we are now. We have educators teaching little kids that they can pick their gender, that gender is not something that you are born a boy or a girl. And by the way, there's not just two genders. You can pick your gender. We have teachers, woke teachers, and I want to be careful not to lump all teachers in this category because we have some amazing educators 
out there who have been doing this. Most of them have been doing this a long time because the new teachers that are coming out of college right now have been indoctrinated with leftism. And so they come out of college ready to indoctrinate our kids. But you have teachers who've been doing this for a long time. They love education. They love educating students and they're not doing this crazy garbage. So I want to be sure to clarify that this is not 100% of the teachers, but this is the agenda of the left is to uh, to bring in teachers who will indoctrinate our children in this way and promote the leftist agenda to the children. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The goal here is to create a population of citizens that are easy to control. And so that is why we see them manipulating our children from the youngest age and indoctrinating our children with their agenda as early as possible. And you see this in policies like the Biden administration wants to have universal pre-K. They want to, you know, eventually they're going to try to mandate that your child that your you know pre-k has to go to to school earlier than they do we saw that here in washington state this year where they tried to bring the age from eight down to the age of five fortunately that bill got killed again this isn't the first time that bill has come into our state legislature but it did get killed but you can see where they're going and they're not just going to drop it they're not going to say well we lost again i guess we'll just let it go they're going to continue to force us to put our kids into school earlier and earlier because the earlier they can get the hands on their hands on our kids the easier it's going to be to control the population by indoctrinating them from an early age. So this is where I say we can't compromise. Compromise has gotten us to this place. And so saying things like, you know, it's just pronouns. It's not really that big of a deal. Or, you know, it's just a boy that wants to wear a dress. It's not that big of a deal. I was at a Republican Party Lincoln Day dinner last month, and this they brought in a speaker who's a Seattle journalist. And she's not a Republican. And she said that. Um, I mean, that's fine. I think it's interesting that the Republican Party would bring in someone who's not a Republican as their keynote speaker. But she was saying that Republicans need to be more accepting of and inclusive of the transgender movement. And this will help win votes. I mean, this is all part of compromise. If we compromise with accepting the transgender movement, there is no such thing as a transgender person. You are not born that way. And if we accept this lie that this is possible, then we are playing their game. And it's no a Republican playing this game is no different than being a Democrat. What's the point in having two parties? You may just, you know, as well have one big happy party. So I want to address the fact that people hear me say things like there's no such thing as transgender. There isn't. I mean, that's just a fact. God created them male and female. There is male and there is female. And yes, there are there's a small population of people who suffer greatly from gender dysphoria. And that is a real mental illness. What we see going on today with the LGBTQ movement is manipulation, indoctrination. It's being created. If you, I've got teenagers and so I see it firsthand, this it's trendy. It's the thing that's trending. Uh, What, you know, what are you going to choose this week? Are you non-binary? Are you pansexual? Are you asexual? Are you two-spirited? I mean, it's, it is a trending fad. 
although I don't, I, you know, a fad we would hope would go away. I don't know that we're going to see this go away. But circling back to this idea of accepting transgenderism, and I'm just using that as an example, it's not, people will say, well, it's not loving. It's not Christian of you not to accept these people. So I want to say there's a difference between accepting a person, who they are as they are, and accepting an idea, an ideology, right? So we are called by God to love all, regardless of their sins, regardless of their choices. That's not our place. We can speak truth about what is right and what is wrong. But, you know, if it's a person who identifies themselves as a transgender, I love that person. That person is deserving of love and worthy of love. But I'm not going to say that it's okay for you to change genders. I'm not going to say that. And I think it's important that the Republican Party does not buy into this whole idea of being able to choose your gender. Because that's what has happened. That's what's transpired for decades. And so that's why we find ourselves in this position because of compromise. And so if we continue to compromise, it's going to continue to get worse. And you've already seen with the RNC Last fall, the Republican National Committee, the RNC, announced their first ever RNC Pride Coalition. Uh, It was at a log cabin Republicans event. And what they're basically trying to do is invest and mobilize LGBTQ communities on the Republican side ahead of the 2022 elections. So we see it even on a national level that the Republicans feel like they need to compromise to win votes of the LGBTQ community. Obviously, we need votes, but we also need to have standards. And what I see happening in the Republican Party and in the middle is is we don't need standards. We just need to compromise and come up with a winning issue that's going to pull people over to our side. This is what is contributing to the spread of the virus is this compromise. And it's our own fault. And if we don't stop compromising, we are going to continue to see this spread throughout the country in these red states that people are fleeing to for, quote, safety. You're going to get overcome with this if your attitude is it's okay to compromise. It's okay to meet in the middle. It's okay to accept some of these ideas, but not all of them. If it gets us voters, that's all that we need. Uh, You know, I was I was at a family event over the weekend and my family always cringes when I bring up something political, but I'm still shocked by the fact that we have a felon in our state legislature. And I did a podcast about it on Friday. You can go back and listen to that if you didn't catch that already. But I was telling my cousins, I'm like, did you know? And they're not political. And if they are political, they definitely lean to the left. And they had, you know, heard something about it in in the news. But most people that I've talked to weren't aware of that. Most people that I talk to, you know, including family members, aren't aware that the Biden administration and surely in my state of Washington, they are allowing children to have surgeries that mutilate their bodies because they've decided, you know, that they're a girl that wants to be a boy. And so she cuts off her breasts and that's perfectly fine. And that is gender affirming health care 
that is necessary for these kids. Most people don't aren't aware that this is going on because most people aren't paying a lot of attention to what's going on in politics. And as I've said many times before, I've never been interested in politics until just recently. And as I see what's going on, I just feel the Holy Spirit has definitely ignited something in me that says, you have to tell people, you have to tell people that this is going on. You have to tell people that aren't listening, that gender affirming healthcare for children means cutting off body parts. It's irreversible damage. And if you haven't read the book, Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier, please do that. That is eye-opening. And that is a book that regardless of what side you are on politically, that will change your mind about the, the laws that are being made. And so even if you are talking to people on the left, they don't necessarily know. And that this is the biggest thing. Most people aren't aware of what's going on. And if we can make them aware of some of these crazy left policies, that alone will get them to vote Republican. But, but also, you know, as I say that, I think, but even our Republicans are compromising and allowing this to go on. Like I did a, a podcast recently about Washington State changing the the wording about marijuana in a law because we can't say marijuana because it's racist. And so they changed it, the wording in the in the laws from marijuana to cannabis because we can't say marijuana because that's racist. Well, two thirds of the Republican Party voted for that. That's another one of those things. Well, what's the big deal? It's just a word. It just, you know, can't we all just get along? We have to have standards and we can't say we're going to play these woke games with you. At some point, we have to stand up and say woke games we're not playing. Marijuana is not a racist word. I'm not voting for that bill. If we are not careful, if we are not vocal, this virus of leftism is going to take over all of the country. As we're seeing it now, I mean, as I watch news, as I watch social media, every all of the content that I feel like I'm consuming feels so woke and so like the left is winning huge. And they are. And part of the reason that they are is because people on the right, people in the Republican Party are allowing the left to win. We're allowing policies because of our compromise because of our silence. And the only way for us to either slow the spread, what is it, two weeks to stop the spread, if only it was that easy with woke leftism, right? Two weeks to slow the spread. For us to slow the spread of leftism, it's going to take all of us standing up and not compromising. I hear people say, you know, the Republicans really could could make some headway if they toned down the Christian rhetoric, if they weren't so pro-life or, you know, demanding to be able to pray on a football field after a football game. Well, I'm as a Christian, I am not that's not my my job isn't to compromise my faith to win voters over. My job is to tell the truth, to speak truth, to stand on my biblical values to stand on the word of God. And the word of God is light. Biblical values are light in this dark world. And if we can, I feel like if we can double down on these biblical ideas, we will win people over just for that. You have enough parents who 
want to have their parental rights. They want to be able to raise their children in the way that they decide to raise their children. And those are biblical principles of having family values and parents being able to raise their children. That is the foundation of our country. And enough Americans, I believe, want to have those. They want those family values. They don't want the government telling them how to raise their children or raising their children for them. Parents across the board don't want that. And so if we can find these common ground issues like parental rights, if we can have strong messaging on these common ground issues, we will win the voters who sit in the middle who feel like they don't have a party. Because I believe that aside from sort of these outlying issues, the main thing that people want is they want their freedom. They want freedom of speech. They want parental rights. They want to raise their kids their way. And if we can drill down on these issues, we will we will win those moderates in the middle. We can't no one's ever going to agree on anything. A moderate in the middle doesn't agree with the woke left on everything, and they don't agree with the Republicans on everything. But they have to choose a side. And if we can come in and be the common sense side, that would pull their vote. They don't have to agree with us on religion. They don't have to agree with us on abortion. But they, if they agree with us on enough stuff, we can pull them over. I think that's a strategy that could win. And I don't think that it's been done. I think that the Republicans have just compromised and hoped that their compromise would win them voters. And it hasn't worked in decades. And I don't see that it's going to work now. There's got to be something different. There's got to be people respect when you draw a line in the sand. And the Republican Party does not draw a line in the sand. The Democrats do, but the Republicans don't. And until we are willing to draw a line in the sand and stand for what we believe, no one's going to respect us. And that is how I think we slow the spread of the leftist virus. We draw our line in the sand, we stand up for what we believe in, our values, and we don't compromise. My prayer and my hope for you is that you will find your voice, you will find the courage and the bravery to use your voice and speak your values and draw your line in the sand, because that's what we all need to do if we are going to save our country. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please rate it and share it. And I will be back again tomorrow with another hot topic to womansplain to y'all. In the meantime, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find all of that information in the show notes as well as links to some of the stuff that I referenced today. And I will see you next time. (laughs) 